You're listening to the Dealmaker Podcast, hosted by multi-millionaire property investor, entrepreneur, and Guinness World Record holder, Liam Ryan. Discover how to start, scale, and grow your business. Become a better negotiator, create more opportunity, and make massive profit so you can live the life of your dreams. Hey, welcome to my latest episode. Do you like the idea of doing less, earning more, living the life that you truly deserve and you desire and never worrying about money ever again? Well, if that's you, you're listening to the right episode because today I'm going to take you behind the curtain and I'm going to share with you exactly what's needed to set up the correct property business for financial freedom. Now, you've got to start with the end in mind. Now, look, you might not be a professional property investor for the rest of your life, but you've got to go into this with the mindset that this is going to become something very special. It's going to become something that you can be proud of. It's going to become something that you can really scale and grow and perhaps leave a really strong legacy, um, you know, for your children, for your loved ones. So always start with the end in mind and think, you know what? I'm in this for a lifetime. What will probably happen is you'll end up doing property for a long, long time, but you'll end up doing something else. Like me, I don't spend that much time in my property business anymore. Like, you know, maybe five to 10 hours a week working alongside Jay, getting on some of our developments, raising the cash. What I love doing is, you know, the speaking, the training, um, you know, doing my podcast, writing books, creating content, getting out there, mentoring people, heading up our Assets for Life Academy. But start with the end in mind, that's really important. So think big. You've also um, got to be uh, laying the correct foundation. So laying the correct foundations. And I'm going to go through all the foundations with you, uh, making sure you've got the right USPs, make sure you're set up the most tax efficient way possible, uh, make sure you understand what you stand for, what you stand against, make sure that you've got the right uh, company, uh, you, you know, you've registered the company correctly. Um, it's also important to have a business plan. Did you know in Japan that they do 25 and 50 year business plans? plans. Um, I like to have a really good plan of attack of where I want to be every year. Me and my business partner, Jay, we also do what's called a vivid vision, which is like a three-year vivid vision. So we have a good understanding of where we're going to be in three months' time. Uh, not three months, sorry, three years' time. And uh, and then we break that down backwards. So uh, you've been given a business plan. It's in the toolkit. Go and use that business plan. Um, the good thing about a business plan is it can change at any given time. But it's really important to have a business plan that you can refer to so you know where you are now and more importantly, where you're going to be going. So uh, go and use that toolkit. Um, You've also got to position yourself correctly in the marketplace. You don't want to be all things for all people. Uh, Me and my business partner, Jay, we did that in the beginning. I wanted to do serviced accommodation, deal packaging, land development, commercial conversions, raise joint venture finance, do a couple of lease options. And we actually confused our audience because we were trying trying to do too much too quick. You will get to a stage where you are building multiple streams of income and perhaps you have a group of companies or your company has multiple services, but you've got to do it at the right time. So you've got to position yourself. Are you going to be an investment house? 
Are you going to focus on raising joint venture finance? Is your main strategy going to be land development or commercial conversions? Or are you going to go out there as a relocations company and try and work with existing landlords? You will discover what you want to do through this training. So you don't need to make that decision now. But when you make the decision, you want to be very clear and say, this is what I'm going to be doing. And I want you to really start working on your business rather than in your business, okay? Um, A lot of business owners end up spinning all the plates. And if you're not careful, you can have a job now, which is doing your head in, and maybe you're working far too hard for not enough money. And this is why you want to come across to entrepreneurship, come across to property, um, you know, get some assets to give you that freedom. But if you're not careful, I see this all the time, you can be a business owner doing more hours than you were in your job, spending less time with your family. And now you've got the responsibility of making all the decisions. You haven't got someone telling you where you've got to be at a certain time and get up at a certain time and eat at a certain time and break at a certain time. So I want you to run this with systems and processes, uh, build a power team. I'm going to teach you how to do this through this training um, because when you can work on your business rather than in your business, this is how you don't just become a business owner, you become a business investor, a business investor. And I want you to start practicing being seen and being heard, okay? Being seen and being heard. Never be afraid to tell everyone you meet that you are a professional property investor, okay? Very important. And you know, you've got social media today. You can get your message out there to the masses very quickly, very easily, very cheaply. And through this training, I will be doing a bonus session for you on social media. So this is a checklist that I wish I had been told 20 odd years ago when you know I was um, you know getting into business. You know, I'm I'm 38 now. I got into business. Uh, Well, actually, when I was eight years of age, I had my first business in the playground. I was selling sweets and toys and He-Man figures. When I went into secondary school, I was that guy at school that could get you anything you wanted. Um, You know, I I started to work on market stalls. So look, I've I've been in business for many, many, many years. And what I'm going to share with you now is a checklist of things that you need to be aware of. Number one, what is your company name? Number two, make sure you can go and get the domain name. And I would always recommend get .co.uk and .com. And you can use something like um, GoDaddy. Uh, Number three, you're going to want to register your company. And typically, it's going to be a limited company, an LTD. Um, You've got to start thinking about your branding. You know, it's really important. This is going to be like your little baby. This is not a hobby, guys, right? This is a proper business with proper people, with proper products. So you've got to set yourself up. Now, back in the day when me and Jay started, we positioned ourselves as an investment house. We said, right, we want to be a boutique investment house. I didn't have any money to buy property. So I was like, man, I've got to go and raise money. How can we position ourselves as like this elegant, five-star, sophisticated investment company? So we initially went with black and gold. 
they were our initial uh, black, gold, and white. And what's happened over the last five years is that we have transformed, right? We've transformed, and now we go with this nice blue and this nice yellow, and it's a bit more in line with our personalities, and we're not just an investment house now, we're a wealth training company, and we've got multiple different um, products that we offer out to the marketplace. So, you know, the branding may change over time, but what colors resonate with you, your personality and your message? Think about your logo. We've already spoken in module one about vision, values, mission, legacy. You're gonna to wanna to get your website up and running. Um, bookkeeping, accountant, business cards, brochures, social media platforms set up, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Social media is so powerful. And you're never too old to start on social media. You know, I'm seeing people in the marketplace. Grant Cardone, he's in his 60s. You know, he started on social media five years ago. He's got millions and millions and millions of followers. Five years ago, I freaking hated Facebook, like literally hated the thing. And I've now got hundreds of thousands of followers here in the UK and other parts of the world. Um, you know, you can get your message out there really cheaply, really quickly for not a lot of money. Um, so it is important that you are set up on these social media channels. You're not going to necessarily use them all at once, but what's your preferred channel? Maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's you're more of a YouTuber, maybe you're a LinkedIn expert, maybe you prefer Instagram. So you're going to want to start with one or two, and then you can repurpose your content and your message across multiple platforms. And when we do the social media bonus session, I will really show you how to use social media in your business to get more followers, find deals, find money, and ultimately make more money. Have a think about where are you going to work? Where's going to be your base? Now, you know, I like working from home, but I couldn't work from home full time. I like to have a base. So, you know, we've got a number of offices at Assets for Life. But when we started, I had no money for an office. So me and Jay, we hijacked uh, Pontlins Park Hotel. It used to cost us a cup of coffee or a Diet Coke a day, and we'd pitch up there, very nice setting. Um, it's not far from where I live, literally five minutes in the car. We used to hold our power team meetings there. When we started to grow a team, we'd have our team members come in there. We have our academy graduates come and meet us when we started to train people. We met investors there. We had networking events there. And it was a great way to start the business. You know, when me and Jay started Assets for Life, we invested £25,000 into training and mentoring. And I was able to do that on two interest-only credit cards. And then we found £1,500 each, and we loaned that to Assets for Life as our initial startup capital. And hey, now we're turning over, you know, millions and millions of pounds. You know, we just in the training business uh, alone, we turned over three million pounds last year. We've also got all of our developments. We've been involved with over 18 million pounds worth of property deals. I know what works, I know what doesn't work. And this is why you are watching this video now. It's because we've got a connection. I wanna be helping you literally on your journey, but you've gotta do the work. And this is why people, once they do our training, they say, hey Liam, how can you personally mentor me? Because I don't know about you, I need mentoring. You know, there's one thing getting training, but there's another thing actually getting mentoring and handholding and accountability. And that's why me and Jay, we invest 
50, 60, 70,000 pounds a year in ongoing training, mentoring, academies, um, and it's highly, highly, highly recommended. But have a think, where are you gonna work from? Hey, even if it's the local Starbucks or Costa Coffee, and if you are starting this part-time, just one or two hours a day, you know, five or six hours a week, you can literally get going. The power of compound, guys, yeah? The power of compound consistent action on a daily basis will get you the results. Um, think about bank accounts, payroll, um, contracts, legal team, uh, processes, procedures, and checklists. You want your company to be like a McDonald's. You know, you want to be able to roll your business out anywhere in the world at any given time so you can start making processes, procedures, and checklists. Um, also have a little think about a business partner. You know, you don't need a business partner, but hey, it always helps. Uh, make sure your business partner, I would say, is not your best mate. And um, they're not normally the best business partners. What you're better off doing is finding someone that's got exactly the opposite skill sets. You know, you see Jay here, we are literally like chalk and cheese. Chalk and cheese. You know, he does everything that I am not good at and he does all the stuff that I don't enjoy. You're going to want to build a power team. We're going to talk about that shortly. Think about emails, data automation. You can get things like MailChimp and Aweber where you can automate emails out to your potential investors and business partners. How are you going to take payments? And again, I'll talk you through all of this. Equipment and stationery. Um, is really, really, really important. So equipment and stationery. So let's now look at standard industrial classification. This is what we call SIT codes. Every company in the UK has a SIT code, and I'm gonna talk you through the property SIT codes now so you can decide uh, which one you're going to use when you set up your company on company's house. We have 68100, buying and selling of own real estate. We've got 68209, other lettings and operating of own or leased real estate. We've got 68302, management of real estate. And we've got 68201, renting and operating of housing association real estate. Now, for pretty much most of you, you're going to use 68100 or 68209. You might end up having a couple of companies doing different things. So, for example, um, we have a company which is purely for buying, holding and renting out properties, me and my business partner, Jane. If we're then buying and selling properties, we're going to set up another company for the purpose of buying and selling because there's different tax breaks. And ultimately, when we're wanting to do a rent-to-rent -rent business, we're going to go with 68209. So what I'm going to talk you through now is something very important. This is a typical company setup. I want you to be set up legally. I want you to do it in the right way. So the first thing you're going to want to decide is your company name. And if you're doing rent to rent, I would highly recommend that you use the word relocations in your company name because you're going to set yourself up as a relocations company where you house uh, different types of workforces across the UK and um, you know something like UK workforce force relocations, for example. 
Um, if you are setting up a company, I wouldn't set it up necessarily in your own personal name. So I wouldn't have Liam Ryan Developments because that can prove difficult if I ever want to sell the company at some point in the future. So have a think about your company name. Then you're going to want to go onto Companies House and register with Companies House as a limited company. You can just Google company registration. You can do it directly on Companies House. You can use a company like Companies Made Simple. Costs about 20, 30 pounds, really cheap to do. They'll do it all for you. Uh, make sure you've got the right SIT code attached. Uh, then go and get your bank account set up. You can't get a bank account until you've got your company paperwork. I use Barclays. I think Barclays are brilliant for property investors. Then you're gonna want your insurances, um, indemnity and public liability, a data protection license, um, and also part of the ombudsman. God, I said that right. Ombudsman, I never say that right. Um, certainly if you are gonna be doing lettings and rent to rent, because you wanna be regulated by the same governing body as the letting agents. There are cheaper versions of the ombudsman, don't use those. Um, it's not a lot of money to register with these guys anyway, and you just need the lowest package possible. Um, but when you then go into letting agents, you're going to look a lot more professional, and you can say, hey, look, we are the same. You know, we are the same. Okay, good stuff. So, um, number seven, Association of Relocations Professionals, um, ARP. It's not compulsory, um, but again, it makes you look good, certainly if you're doing rent to rent. You're going to want to make sure you've got your website up and running. Um, if you're doing rent to rent, you want to make sure you've got a good um, understanding of how you work with agents and how you work with corporate clients. Um, I'll give you some examples through the training. And if you're setting yourself as an, a property investment company, then you want to make sure your website is very clear that you work with investors. You don't want the website to be overcomplicated, literally four or five pages. You want it to be as personal as possible, a few photos of yourself, and ultimately be very clear with your message. You can just go and research other competitors to get a bit of an idea. And of course, hey, look, look at the Assets for Life website. Um, don't look at the training part, look at the investment part, and you'll be able to model what I have done. Uh, number nine, you're then gonna wanna make sure you've got your email set up. Go get like your domain name, you know, through the company set up, um, email account set up. And I would recommend that you've got two a liam.ryan at and an info or admin at. Uh, go and get yourself your business cards and your logo. And it's not compulsory, but it can give the feel that you're a much larger company. Uh, grow and grab yourself an 0800 number. Quite a lot of my graduates that are working full time in their business or their job, they are getting a lot of inquiries from investors and landlords through their marketing. So they use um, an outsourced phone company that pick up the phone during the day. That's something else which you can explore. So they are the things that you need to now get into play so you can then go to that next level. I hope you found this uh, session really useful. Um, it doesn't take a lot to do this, but of course, you know, start now. Think about, go and do the research, think about your website, think about your message, think about your USPs. If you're not 100% sure yet about what strategy you're doing, then hey, you, you, you might not be able to do some of this right now. So lots for you to be thinking about. I'll see you in the next lesson.
Hey, if you've really enjoyed this episode, make sure you tune in to more of my episodes. If you can go and subscribe to my podcast, leave me a fantastic review and head over to www.assetsforlife.co.uk for some free resources and training. And look, I love business. I love property. I'm a man on a mission to help make this world a better place. There's a lot of people in pain right now, and that is why hanging around the right people is absolutely essential. And just understanding that if I can do it, you can definitely do it. So I'm excited to hear all about your property journey. So you do less, you earn more, and you never have to make worry about money ever again. You're listening to the Dealmaker Podcast, hosted by multi-millionaire property investor, entrepreneur, and Guinness World Record holder, Liam Ryan. Discover how to start, scale, and grow your business. Become a better negotiator, create more opportunity, and make massive profit so you can live the life of your dreams.